Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 421. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I want to talk about something I realized recently, and it builds on a lot of the topics that I talk about all the time, healing, self-forgiveness, forgiving other people, and so on. But I was thinking about these topics this morning, and I was like, what are these topics really about? What do they have in common? What is healing, forgiveness, moving on, starting a new chapter, closure? What are these topics really about? And I narrowed it down to one thing that I think will be really helpful. And I just want to jam on this for a couple of minutes. I want to jam on one word, and that word is acceptance. Acceptance. I think if we can work that word into our internal vocabulary, our internal life, the way we look at the world around us, the things that frustrate us, man, it's going to be so liberating. And frankly, I think it's also the key to building confidence in life. It's this one word, acceptance. So I'm going to talk about this for a bit, and I think it'll be really helpful for you. I'll hop right into it before I do. Quick shout out to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. So you never have to be on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Therapy. Therapy. Therapy at its core is how you take care of your mind. It's how you take care of your heart. You know, your your life's most precious possessions, the way you see life, the way you react to life around you. But unfortunately, I'm sure you can relate. We really tend to neglect 
uh, those parts of our lives we tend to neglect purposefully and intentionally sitting down and giving each one some maintenance. Um, but you know, it's, it's this weird thing because as we take care of other aspects of our, of our lives, we clean our apartment, we take our car into the shop, we do all these things, but we forget about our minds and our hearts. And obviously that has impactful, uh, effects in our lives. It leads to overthinking. It leads to unresolved trauma. It leads to us not challenging our conditioning, things I talk about on the podcast all the time. So it's a great thing. It's a great thing to give our minds and our hearts some TLC. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy, comes in. I use BetterHelp simply to have someone to talk to on a weekly basis to bounce feelings and ideas off of. But BetterHelp is amazing because they have therapists who are highly qualified in many different areas of life, from dating and relationships to career to family issues and trauma, anxiety, everything. And I'd love for you to see the value in having a better help therapist in your life. And of course, because of your new mindset, who this listener, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash new mindset. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash new mindset. So thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. But let's get into this topic here. I, I was thinking about these things, these big words that I throw around a lot um, that people really gravitate toward in life because they're important. And I was thinking about them, words like healing and forgiveness and closure, big meaty topics, powerful topics. How do you move on in life? How do you start a new chapter? How do you end a former chapter? How do we forgive ourselves? How do we forgive other people, right? Great topics. And I've talked about each one probably many times individually on the podcast, and I've given my own mindfulness hot take for each. But I was thinking about these more this morning. What do these all have in common? Closure, forgiveness, moving on. What do they all have in common? It's acceptance. At the end of the day, no matter how you go about healing from something, forgiving yourself, forgiving someone else, creating closure, starting a new chapter, at the end of the day, a pivotal part of those processes is acceptance acceptance, acceptance of what you can't control, acceptance of what happened, acceptance of the past, acceptance. It's a core tenant, I think, of any healing process. It's a core tenant of moving on, of moving forward, of growing. And of course, hopefully when you're healing from something, let's say trauma or a breakup or a big life curveball, hopefully you also find a lesson, a standard in that pain. I've done episodes before on how the people who hurt you helped you, where I talk about how that pain can, if you allow it, give you something powerful in the form of new resolve or new standards or a new why and so on. And that's great. And that's great clarity that you can get. And hopefully you do get, but that's not always possible when it comes to leaving behind a life chapter and starting a, no, a new one. Sometimes that clarity can take a long time to find in life. But I found that inherent in any healing process, growth process, closure process, is this idea of acceptance. At the end of the day, to move on, in some way, you have to get to a headspace where you accept what happened. You accept what didn't happen. You accept the way the past was. And I was thinking about how powerful that realization is. Because if you realize this, if you realize that acceptance is a pivotal part of the times where you're healing, what about the times where you're just living your life? Can we apply the same need for acceptance in our everyday life? Because maybe that will help us in big, big ways. Maybe that will help us limit the ups and the downs and the need maybe for future healing 
and whatnot because we're always practicing acceptance in some micro way. It's a big question. What if we practice radical acceptance every day in our lives? What if we learn to practice accepting the things that we cannot control? Not just when we need to in the instance of a breakup or something bad in life, but in a sense, always. What if we lived with a motto of, I accept the things I cannot control? I accept the things I cannot control. Admittedly, it's probably one of the toughest things to do if you're a type A person, if you're stubborn, if you're a you know, a, a big go-getter, if you're a hustler type mentality. I get that. I very much kind of <laughs> label myself in that way. But I'm also a person who has realized how empowering it is to embrace the fact that I can't control a lot of things in life. And to the point I made a couple episodes ago on the topic of epoche, of suspending judgment before I dive into something emotionally, I can't control a lot of things in life, and they don't deserve energy because I can't control them. They don't get my energy, my thoughts, my stress, my anxiety, because it literally does nothing to change those things, the things I can't control. So I practice radical acceptance of that fact. And I'm sure you'd agree, as most people would, that this is a great thing to do. Why stress over something you can't control, you can't change? I think we know this is a good thing. There's a prayer called the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. It's part of the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Uh, Heck, it's even the first step in the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. We admit we are powerless over alcohol acceptance, right? So it's not like this is a groundbreaking topic or suggestion. We recognize the power of acceptance. We do. But we tend to only recognize its power in times of need, in times of stress, in times of healing. But what about outside of those times? What a superpower it would be for us if we harnessed acceptance in bigger and more consistent ways. That's the podcast. (laughs) That's the podcast right there. Why don't we harness acceptance in bigger and more consistent ways in our lives? Why can't we learn to ask ourselves 24-7, is this something to be controlled or is this something to be accepted? Is this something to be controlled or is this something to be accepted? Well, a lot of the time, it's the latter. If we take our ego out of it, if we take our human need to influence and control out of it. And also practically, I try to get as practical as I can here. I have found that the idea of acceptance on a daily basis, acceptance equals confidence. Truly, self-confidence, my self-confidence is built on all kinds of things, trial and error, embracing awkwardness, failure, rejection, you know, the the hallmarks of the self-help space. But My confidence when I think about it, it's also built on acceptance, namely that I can't control a couple of key things in life. And realizing that means I'm free to try my best, to put my best foot forward at least once and the reaction to it. Well, I can't control it. So why not? Why not do that one thing? Why not? Why not give my energy and compassion to one thing, one step? And then the rest, well, I can't control it. So why not? You know, I can't control a couple of very key things in life. I can't control what other people do. I can't control how people see me, the way people judge or label or misunderstand me. I can't control what other people will think. I can't control what in their life has conditioned them to think a certain way. I can't control the mood someone is in. I can't control any of those things. And so when I'm out living my life, I try to realize that as as practically as I can in the form of radical acceptance. 
And I don't know, but it just empowers me to be more willing to try. And I get self-confidence from that because I actually then do try. And self-confidence comes from experience. Like I picture a circle and some of it is filled with things that I can and very much should try to control. My effort, the way that I show up, the things I do, the way I dress, the things I say, the way I react to life around me, all those things. And But I'd say that's only half of the circle. The other half is all the things I can't control. Their reaction to me, their actions, their past, their choices, and smaller random things, the weather, traffic, the economy. <laughs> and I look at that other half of the circle and I ask myself, if I can't control those things, then what's the downside of at least trying? Why not at least shoot my shot once? Why not share my opinion once? Why not do something radically bold once? Acceptance. I accept whatever reaction comes my way. I can't control it. I can't control it beyond how I present myself the first time, the one time. And, you know, I hope obviously I did it right. I hope I did all the things right. But beyond that, I find a lot of peace in acceptance. Acceptance of what I can't control. And once that moment passes, acceptance of the past. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash new mindset. What do you think about that? I think we can find a lot of power and evidence of this idea in our past, certainly, and the idea of acceptance in general. Like, think about something you've healed from in your life, something you've forgiven yourself for, or something you've forgiven someone else for in the past. At a certain 
point, you made peace with that something, right? You said something to the extent of, I accept that this happened. I accept that this didn't happen. I am moving on, right? Can you name one thing? Like try to think of something. Maybe you said, I accept that I made a mistake. I accept that I made the wrong choice. I accept that someone intentionally hurt me. Big things. We're talking potentially hurtful and hard things to say and to accept. But at some point in your life, you did this because you realized that acceptance was needed, was required in order for you to move on, right? So if that's the case, if you could think of one thing or two things, you have proof that radical acceptance helps you move on. You still might be trying to make sense of the event. You might be trying to find proof of the why, and that might take a long time to discover, to really figure out why things happen that way, the clarity that you deserve. But you'd agree that at a minimum, acceptance, the idea of acceptance is what gave you power to take a step forward, a step out from the shadow of your past, a step out of that chapter and into a new one, right? You'd agree with that, right? Can you apply that same motivation in the present in smaller ways? Radical acceptance in the present in smaller ways. You can't control what other people do. You can't control other people's preconceived conditionings. You can't control a lot of things, right? So why not put yourself in a position to accept that and then see what happens, to be taking that step forward continuously? We have proof that it works in the big things, the hurtful things. Why can't we apply that same standard in daily life? That's radical acceptance. That's radical acceptance to say, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing to embrace what comes next because I can't control it. I can't control the past. I can't control the future. Why stress about it? Of course, I'm not encouraging you or me to be reckless and be like, well, I don't have to deal with the consequences because I can't control it. <laughs> it's not that, of course. It's I'm offering this perspective to help you realize that it takes considerably more energy in life to try to control everything. But we have proof that letting go, like lessening our grip is freeing and it's required to move on. It's required to grow and you want to grow just as much as I do. So why not approach life through a lens of radical acceptance that says, is this something to be controlled or is this something to be accepted? Is this an experience that needs to be reacted to or is this an experience that needs to be accepted? Is this a person who needs to be convinced or is this a person who needs to be accepted? I don't know about you, but I think that's peaceful. <laughs> I find a lot of peace in that to focus, to move my focus away from the things I can't control and then focus on the things I can, the parts of me that I love, the shots I'm willing to take, the things I'm willing to go for, the times I'm willing to step out, the first steps I'm willing to take not always trying to control everything beyond my initial effort. And I personally have found so much peace in saying this and saying, I'm willing to try because I can't control anything that comes next, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try because I can't control their reaction. Like that's kind of my motivation because I know each time I do, each time I try, each time I practice acceptance, I'm also practicing forgiveness, closure, healing. Each time, because I'm showing myself that I'm willing to start a new chapter, one that I can control the onset and everything else, I practice acceptance. And I don't know, but I feel less stress when this is my mentality. And so with that in mind, I want to get a little bit more perspective here. So I want to bring in my friend and resident BetterHelp therapist, Heizu Cho. I want to get her perspective on this idea of acceptance. So welcome back, Heizu. It's good to have you here. 
Thanks again for having me, Case. Of course, it's great to have you here. So I want to start with a question. I'll just throw it out there. Why do you think, in your experience, with your perspective, why do you think that we as humans are almost hardwired to want to control so many things in life, almost everything in life? Why are we wired to want to control the things that, frankly, we probably shouldn't be trying to control? Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned hardwire. Somehow it feels like there's some kind of instinct within us, some drive that feels primitive almost that, that gets us to want to control stuff. And I think it's like having control or at least thinking we have control, perceiving we have control over something, over anything. We make that mean that there's less likelihood of something going wrong. Right? It's like some kind of an attempt to prevent bad stuff from happening. But in effect, when we become really control freaky, that's when we actually can become avoidant of things, unpleasant, demanding, unreasonable, etc. I think we all just want to feel safe. We all just want to feel reassured that we are okay. And so um, this manifests in an extreme way sometimes, which is controlling everything or wanting to control everything. I think it does come from just wanting to feel like we're good, that we're secure. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I think that that's such an honest way to, to look at these things. I think, you know, a lot of the times we, we dress up the pressure we put on ourselves to do more and control more. We, we dress it up with words like, well, I, you know, I just work really hard or I'm a hustler or I deserve these things. And certainly while that might be true, sometimes we're avoiding maybe the, the real truth behind it, which is that we're, we're, scared. We want to be safe. We want to be protected. So maybe there's a biological primitive element at play here with how we're conditioned. So super interesting there. So yeah, so I guess I'd love your take for for those listening who maybe identify as type A people. I think I certainly do. I I work a lot. I work hard. And I think that has transcended in my life to trying to control a lot of things, big things, little things, the things I shouldn't try to be controlled. So do you have any advice for people who consider themselves type A, go-getter type people? Sure. Um, I mean, if you heard what Kay said here and it resonates with you, there's there's a likelihood that it's some kind of worry or a concern that pops up and you notice this as some kind of feeling. And this triggers a lot of people with that quote-unquote type A personality. Um, it's triggering because you want to move forward in some kind of action to do something about it so you don't feel this discomfort anymore. Um, so again, it's a worry or a concern about something that often turns into a series of other feelings, thoughts, and sometimes behaviors. And and remember, worrying itself is not a bad thing. Worrying and in effect, anxiety can actually help us sometimes. It helps us get what we want or get what we need because sometimes it's the worrying or the anxiety itself that propels us into a planning stage, problem solving stage, and then an action stage. And it's often, you know, what triggers us to start getting moving, you know, um, when worry becomes excessive meaning it's leaving you feeling pretty bad about the situation at hand and or yourself. Um, and it's not actually helping you get into planning mode or problem solving mode because you're just debilitated by this anxiety. That's when you know it's excessive. Um, that's when you know the worry is getting more in the way of life than helping you navigate life. So something that folks can look into in Google, there's like so many images of this online, is a decision tree. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of talk about it now and then folks can look it up later. A decision tree 
you'll see a visualization of what I'm about to say when you Google this, um, but it basically asks you to think about the problem at hand, the worry, the concern, whatever this issue is. And you just ask yourself, is this a problem? Is this something I can do something about right now? Can I do something about it in this moment? So if the answer is no, you've determined, really, there's nothing that you can do about this thing right now. There's your answer. You can't do anything about it. So it can help to start shifting your attention to other things that you can do something about, to other important things in your life. And you know, getting good at shifting your attention is something that you can usually achieve by practicing something called mindfulness. Um, so I know we're not here to talk about mindfulness in great lengths. So it is something I would encourage everybody to look into and start learning about. And then going back to decision tree, remember that question, is this a problem I can do something about right now? If the answer is yes, then go ahead and narrow down what actionable thing there is for you here and do it. But if you find that maybe you can't do something about it right now and it's something that you can do in the future, you can at least start doing some planning around it and then leaving it for your future self to figure out when you get to that bridge to cross. Or maybe it's something that you can delegate to somebody else. So it's, it's figuring out, is this actually something you could do something about right now? And if the true answer is no, it can be very helpful to try to move on from this thing in this present moment. Oh, that's so great. Thank you for that. Well, so you actually said my favorite word there without realizing it, which is mindfulness. I consider kind of everything I do and everything I talk about within the realm of mindfulness. I'd love to get your take, your definition of mindfulness. I think that'd be a great way to wrap this episode up. What is mindfulness to you and, and why is it a valuable thing to practice? Sure. So mindfulness in, in the way that I know it is a tenet that actually comes from Buddhism. Um, so it's something that Tibetan monks have been practicing for many years, like long before therapy was even a thing. There have been, you know, communities of people that really focus their attention in the present moment. So when you see someone meditating and you're unsure of what they're doing, meditation is all around bringing all of your senses to focus and shift attention to what's right in front of you right now. So a lot of meditative guided scripts are going to say things like, you know, notice what it feels like for the air to enter your nostrils. And as it enters your throat, what does that feel like for you? Can you pinpoint all the pressure points of your body as you're sitting on the ground and what it feels like for, you know, your back to be straight? You know, mindfulness is really about bringing attention to your present moment, your feelings, your thoughts, your bodily sensations. It's really a state of being in which you're able to bring your focus and attention to the present moment. You know, you're able to calmly acknowledge and accept your feelings, your thoughts. Um, and this is what really gets you skilled in shifting attention. It's about using your breath and your senses to bring you back to the right now. You know, often when we're internally not at peace with ourselves or not at peace with something, it's because we're stuck dwelling on something that happened in the past, or it could be because we're freaking out about something in the future, which means it may or may not even shake out the way that we're thinking. So mindfulness really allows us to live a life where we can enjoy the present moment, thrive in our present moment. And the present moment is what really life is. Um, if we're constantly stuck in our past or freaking out about a future that may or may not happen, we're letting life, which is the present moment, fly by and not notice it, not enjoy it. So mindfulness is really just a state of being. It's not something that I would encourage folks to try to turn on and off. It's really about practicing having it be part of who you are in your every waking moment. Um, so it could be as simple as, you know, tuning into your senses and just looking at the stuff around you to help you bring 
back um, to right now. You are safe in this moment most of the time. So um, I know that's kind of like a garbled thing, but um, I wish I could go into it in a bit more detail, which is, you know, it's now being taught in schools of therapy and there are whole courses you know, years long trainings that people can go to, to learn about this. So that's, I would say that's my best attempt at, at, uh, summarizing what it is. Yes, absolutely. Well, I love that definition. I talk a lot about mindfulness in my own different way and practical, but what you just described is, is very much in line with what I love talking about, which is returning to the present and in the present, finding clarity to either say yes, to say no, to say this deserves my energy, this does not, this person deserves me, this person does not, and so on. So I love that. Thank you so much. We'll have to do a future episode where we really dive into mindfulness. But that's it. I'll end it right here. I hope this episode was valuable for you. I hope it encourages you to practice this idea of acceptance, radical acceptance, radical acceptance to ask yourself at any given moment to ask yourself, is this something to be controlled or accepted? Is this an experience that needs to be reacted to or accepted? Is this a person who needs to be convinced or accepted? I think you'll find a lot of clarity with questions like this and the idea of using acceptance as a form of empowerment to practice the muscle of confidence. So on it right there, if this was helpful, I'd be super grateful if you'd share the episode with a friend. Again, I do episodes every Monday and Thursday. You know this, it means a lot to me when I hear from someone to say their friend sent them. So thank you so much for spreading the love. Thank you also for picking up my new book, but first inner piece, it's available exclusively on Amazon and it's currently 10% off. So thank you so much for the support there. But as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with 
BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset.